Welcome to Radio Rehab. I'm Dana, and I'm a recovering addict and alcoholic. This week, my guest co-host is Noel C. So if you're unfamiliar, every week I have a guest co-host on with me, and we talk about all things recovery, recovery-related. We just have a conversation, and we include you in it. Today, our topic is going to be yoga and recovery. This is so cool because I learned so much in this episode. For those of you who aren't, you know, yoginis, I think it's called, or who don't know a lot about, you know, being in your body and being present, prepare to learn a lot from Noel and check us out online. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Radio Rehab Dana, and you can also go to radio.rehab, and we are going to post Noel's information so you can get to know more about her and find her and maybe take a yoga class from her. And now on with the show. Welcome to Radio Rehab. Here's your host, Dana Keys. Welcome back. We are joined in studio today by myself, producer Shar, and our guest co-host for the week, Noel C. And today we're going to talk about yoga and recovery. So you're like a you're, you're a yoga expert, is the word I want to say, <laughs> right? Uh, I'm a yoga teacher. Didn't you just do like three thousand? I exaggerate, but like a million hours of yoga or something this past weekend. I saw the thing. On oh Facebook. yeah, no, I was teaching a, like a thir- an intensive. Sorry. So and, and that was the intensive was on how to. T- was teaching yoga to yoga teachers, right? Well, yeah, there were yoga teachers in the course. It was an anatomy and alignment and hands-on adjustments course. So it's it was it was geared for people who are already teaching. Right. So a lot of what I do is I teach people who aren't yoga teachers to become yoga teachers. And then they become yoga teachers and then they go out there in the world and they teach for a little while and then they need more education, more skills. So then I teach them, you know, I do continuing ed with them. Oh, wow. How yeah. long have you been doing yoga? I've been doing yoga since 2002, uh, right when I got sober, actually. It's a big part of my recovery, and I've been teaching it since 2006. And so when you got sober and you start, what made you decide to start doing yoga? So when I got sober, I was like detox. So for me, I didn't go into a rehab. I did, like, I moved into my parents' house. Uh-huh. And then they were like, you got to go to therapy, you got to go to meetings. And right. so I had a lot of family members in recovery. So they, like, my uncle was like, I'll take her to meetings with me. And that was great. But I also was, like, do, working with this therapist. And she was, like, this super old hippie. And I was telling her within the first couple of weeks of seeing her, like, I can't sleep. Like, I can't sleep. I had, like, you know when you're detoxing from drugs, you get, like, restless leg syndrome. And you're just, oh like, my God. you're, like, a sweating, yes. disgusting mess. Yes. Yes. So I had all of that going on. And I was, like, I can't, I can't sleep. She's, like, have you thought about yoga? And I was, like, I rolled my eyes at her. And she handed me this book. And it was, like, this book. And there's literally a woman in a leotard on the front. And it said, like, yoga. Like, and yet you still tried it. <laughs> wow. Desperation. Know, that's Desperation. Wow. So I took it home and I, there was one night where I couldn't sleep and I like looked at the book and like I was like, all right, I'm just going to try this thing called the, you know, the triangle pose. And so I did that stretch and I did this other stretch and, and then I was like, all right, I'm going to lay down and I actually slept. And I was really? like, whoa, there's something to, you know, I was like, this is the only thing that's been able to help me thus far. Wow. It's like to breathe deeply and do some stretching. Wow. So what kind of yoga did you, when you started doing yoga, what kind of yoga did you start? Uh, Mostly like hatha. It's like a slower kind of very alignment based form. It's not like super fast with music or anything like that. Can you, can you do hatha without knowing what you're doing? 
Uh, yeah. I mean, I, for me, I was like making, I was imitating shapes I saw in pictures. Okay, so you were doing it like straight out the book, straight out yourself. the book, and then I started taking classes. It was your were that was it Hatha yoga classes that you were yeah taking? they were Hatha yoga classes. Have you ever done Bikram? No. Okay. I mean, I've done Bikram, but it's like not something that I would want to practice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I've been taken to that, and it it was for some reason horrifying to me. Yeah, and he just actually just, like lost his whole business because he's a rapist. Yeah, so. and then there's that. Yeah, yeah there's that, there's that of part it. of the creepy dude. <laughs> yeah, I remember for, I went to Beaker once and I was like, that almost killed me. And I'm like, wait, Beaker's an actual person? It's a guy? He's and then the dude. more I looked into it, the more I was like, ew. Yeah, yeah. The guy in the Speedo? <laughs> it's definitely, I mean, I don't know. Even doing, you know, being around yoga a really long time, uh, we, I was always like, that is not for me. Is it because of the heat? It's the heat. It's the um, it's the co- competition that was present in it. It's the like not allowing for modifications for different bodies. Like we all have different bodies, different right. proportions, different things our bodies can do, and and so that wasn't present there. There was like this kind of like uh, like drill sergeanty. Like you can't drink water. Like you weren't allowed to leave the room. It was very. And this is in New York anyway. Right. And I was like, this is not for me. Like this did. It didn't feel like that. Like like that stepping into yourself that I felt with other forms of yoga. Right. It felt like, um, it felt like hold this gymnastics thing for a really long time and, and die. Yeah, yeah. That's how I felt too. That's exactly how I felt. But then the thing about yoga is I am not flexible. Like, and, I, and you said something about like, uh, for different body types, like yeah. it has to have an allowance for different body types, and you know, different people. I am like, I feel like I'm like a dude or a bull in a china cabinet or whatever they call it when I'm in a yoga class. I'm just like a clod. Like, I went to clown school, so like I can fall and move and do silly yeah. stuff. But I can't stand there and hold my leg or, you know. Yeah. But I felt like it's so funny I've got I've had so many therapists and so many people meet me and go they always say this you need to do yoga and I'm like what about me makes people say that and I think I hold my breath a lot for one Mm. thing like you know I and other people notice it so it must be something I do obviously like I just hold my breath and every time I've even taken a yoga class teacher comes behind me and it goes breathe breathe. why do I do that and how does everybody know that I'm doing it but yeah, the last yoga class I took, there was an 80-year-old woman, like 50 times more flexible than me. Right yeah, but it's really, I mean, it. It's, it, it truly is for everybody. It's the approach that you take. And I would say if you, um, it's like, I really believe it's about the teacher. Like you'll find a yeah. teacher that speaks your language and that language will like welcome you and you'll feel like really self-acceptant regardless of how quote unquote flexible you feel. It's not really about flexibility. Right. It's kind of about like, like tuning in. To your, it's like climbing inside of yourself, getting to know yourself better. Right. And that can be scary for a lot of people. Yeah. I think that, I know, I have a, I have, I get scared, like, sitting with things, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I have a hard time just sitting and being still. Well, that's what, the, like, for me, that was it with yoga. Because yoga taught me how, like, when I was getting, when I was recovering, you know, in recovery, it taught me how to sit with discomfort. Like, I had no idea how to sit with discomfort. Something would be uncomfortable, and I'd be like, I need to get high, or I need to drink, or whatever. I need to not feel this. I need to eat chocolate. I need to Anything act to out. not, yeah. And, and so then you, here you are and you're like in this pose and it's like, it's not, I'm not dying. It's just uncomfortable. And how, and then that skill of sitting with discomfort, it translates into your life. So then like I have an altercation with somebody or I have like, you know, I get into a tiff with my husband and like, it's uncomfortable, but I don't need to fix it right away. I can just like rest back and be like, this is uncomfortable. This is discomfort. I'm okay with it. It's going to pass. Just like you're going to hold a pose for however many breaths and then you're going to go into the next one. Wow. 
So that is like very similar to meditation. So it's probably really easy for you to meditate because you've been doing yoga for so long. Or is it the other way around? Well, yoga is a yoga is the first thing. Yeah, I've been doing yoga longer than I've been doing sitting like seated seated meditation, but it's the same thing. It's a mindfulness practice. And so was it easy for you to do the the meditation, the seated meditations because of yoga? Because yeah. you're like, I know what this is. Like and your body kind of knows what it is. Totally. And it's also like traditionally yoga, the postures that people were doing way back when were to prepare them for sitting for long periods of time in meditation. So it's like the pregame to like Really? Sitting. Yeah. Specifically Hatha yoga? Yes. Is, absolutely. Really? Yeah. So when you have pain, because like that's the activity I do a lot is sit, and I feel like I don't know old age or something's happening, but I'll get them like oh my hips, and I feel like my ninety year old grandfather. Yeah. But is that is is hatha yoga what helps sitting not hurt? Absolutely. Or what it helps you maybe recover from being seated recover, for or for preparing your for preparing to sit. Yeah, because I mean I'm about to be I'm about to have to go on an airplane. Oh so my gosh! Maybe that's I the first thing up. I do before I get on an airplane. And you know what's so funny is, so every time I've flown out of SFO for the past, like, five years, I'm like, oh, my God, there's a yoga room. Uh, And I'm like, (laughs) other people must be laughing so hard at us because we're so California. And then um, I was flying back from the South, and I was at Dallas for an airport. They had one. I was like... Maybe I should do yoga since well, I'm like the last guy to totally. realize something's good for and you. And there's something, I mean, think about it, it's becoming like a household word. There's really, yeah. there's all of this, you know, there's all of this like research and now there's science that's backing these the claims that yogans have been making for a really long time, which is like, this is going to help your nervous system. This helps with anxiety and depression. This can stave off injury if you're an athlete. And now there's all the science to back it. Uh, you know, a couple hundred years ago, they didn't have the technology to measure, right? But now we do. Right. And it's in every, it's in all the rehabs. It's in all of the, yeah. the programs. There's totally something, for me, there was something to it. Like that, that was like, for me, it was three-pronged. It was like, I need to be in therapy. I need to get into a support group and I need to do do yoga. And especially because part of my story is like dealing, is like disassociation from my body. So when me I was, too. when I was out there, like a lot of shitty things happened. Can I say that? Yeah, totally. Okay. A lot of <laughs> shitty, like a lot of shitty things happen, and part of my story is like you know, is like sexual trauma. Yeah, from being out there, and you know, you know, as a woman, totally. And so there was a lot of disassociating from my body. So this was like my first entry, like, it was like an entryway back into my body, like where I was like, oh, it's not that I don't want to feel my body. I actually do want to feel my body, and I'm okay with like this is a safe space, and I can climb and I can do this. I can like move in this way, and it's not going to be seen as suggestive, and I can like feel this thing in my thigh. And like that's okay, right? So you can enter, you could like re-enter your body exactly. after doing the yoga, and you could be okay with it because you feel safe. Yeah, that's really cool. I really like. I I want to do yoga all the time. I just I, I talk myself out of it, or I go. All right. I mean, like, well, let me ask you this: Do you feel like what if I, there's a yoga class at like twenty four hour fitness? Is it still a yoga class? I think whatever gets you in the door. Okay. Yeah. So whatever, yeah. And I'm sure that there are some like highly skilled teachers in there. And then there, I'm sure there are like, some amazing... I, I taught at 24-Hour Fitness when I first moved here. Oh, wow. Yeah, I taught in the San Jose area. I was like, I want to get into the community and like really meet people. And so I taught there for, you know, for a few months. And it was awesome. Yeah, because um, I have had... I had we, I, we have a membership to that gym. And I did have one 
teacher who I felt like was really, really cool. And she took her time with all of yeah. us. And I was like, I wonder, am I crazy or is this a good yoga class? No, absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, so I really, I really do need to start doing that. I look, and every time I see somebody brings up yoga, I'm like, I have to start doing it. But so it kind of goes hand in hand with your recovery. It's, I mean, it's, and I, I mean, I consider yoga to be kind of the same thing as like the 11 step. It's, absolutely. it's a form of prayer and meditation. Yes. I mean, that's how some people pray. It's how, you know, is more of a yoga type thing. It's it's definitely like this. You know, it's a it's a for me. It's like a space where I like practice devotion, where I practice like you know look at, like insight, where I um where I kind of work out you know whatever it is that I have going on, where I can see like my patterns, like cause patterns that come up when you're practicing yoga. They're also going to repeat themselves all over the place in your life. And right. like it's a quiet time. It's almost like you get to like go into this like witness function. Like you can see yourself like from almost outside looking in like, well, why did that just happen? Why did that feeling just come up? Why did I just have that judgment? Like one of the things for me when I really like got and now I practice Ashtanga yoga, which is like much more vigorous and it's a little bit faster. And um, but it's like, you know, and it requires a lot of time. And, and it's great for me at this juncture in my life. But it was like looking at um, the same things coming up and like all this, like in the self dialogue, that's just I had terrible self dialogue, like, you know, even on the mat, like you're not strong. You suck. Blah. Really? Yeah. Like, the like inner, in your head, you're just putting yourself down. Oh, my gosh. The inner bully. And I was like, this is not like eventually this could get the best of you and you could end up like feeling so bad about yourself that you need to take like this action or this drug or, you know, it could lead it could lead to relapse. And so it was like I had to come to terms with like, God, I have this inner like bully. And what's going on with that? Like, where does that come from? And how do I soften her? How do I soften that voice? And so my practice is really it's a it's like a self it's totally self-care. And how did yoga, um, so it's like it, what, how yoga affected that is it made you change the the way you spoke to yourself or it changed your inner dialogue kind of? Absolutely. And that's just from like being still and being in those poses? Yeah. I really want to try it now. It's like so fascinating. That's like, yeah, it sounds, yes. There's so much that happens there. It's like a whole vast universe that's happening like when you have a practice and you're committed to it. And, you know, it's like not, it's like trying to be like, trying to explain like the stars and the moon to someone who's never seen the sky. Right. You know, but like do it. Well, for those of us who have a hard time being in our bodies, is it, well, I guess it's obviously you live through it, so it's not that terrible. I'm <laughs> yes. like, what am I going to ask? Is it scary? You know what I mean. But for those of us who have a hard time being in our bodies, does that feeling subside? That's Absolutely. So yoga actually makes probably makes that feeling subside. Yeah. I guess is what you're and saying. at first it's like you get a glimmer of it, and you're like, huh. And then you're like, whoa. And then there's like four minutes of it. And wow. then it becomes like, then that becomes it. That's so cool. I definitely want to try it. I want to try Hatha Yoga. Yeah. I've never tried it. Thank you so much for being here. We will be back again tomorrow with more Noel. Uh, it's Wednesday tomorrow, so it's Epic Attic Fail Day. If you want to email us with your stories, it's Radio Rehab at GoToProductions.com. That's G-O-T-O Productions.com. You can call or text 415-496-9511. Even when we're not on air, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, it's at Radio Rehab Dana. And also, Radio.Rehab. Keep coming back. Sex and drugs and rock and roll Is all my brain and body need Sex and drugs and rock and roll